How do you find and keep hope alive? Blessed are the meek has so much more validity to me now because in meekness there's serving. I can't talk about or teach humility, but I can show you because that's what Jesus did with us. I will find hope in what Jesus Christ did for me. This is what hope sounds like. Hey, I'm Doc, and you know, over the last few months, we've had the opportunity to shine the light on several communities to find out how Jesus is doing a work in those communities. And we found another community that really kind of represents mill towns all across North Carolina and South Carolina and other southern states. Mill towns who have suffered over the long haul and had economic pressures, and, and Longview is not unlike other mill communities. I had the opportunity to talk with Fresh Fire Pastor Sam Crow about Longview, about Jesus' work in Longview, and about the hands and feet of Jesus. So let's start with um, the area we're talking about, Longview Hildebrand and the mission of going in there and helping some folks. Give me some background on that whole idea. If you could have an old mentality of of uh, hometown uh-huh. where you have all the influxes of of uh, influence everywhere so you have the affluent families you have the middle class families but then you also have the element of people who struggle yeah. and uh, they struggle on different levels and you know this this area the Hillbrand area uh, in the Longview area is a perfect example of what I feel like many many communities are in our in our country is that there is an affluency but there is a big uh, affinity for trying to reach people who either are unchurched uh, hurt churched uh, or that they are just they do not understand that there are programs or resources available to them to help them in some capacity yeah and so it's always been uh, an important part of my ministry or the ministry that the Lord's called us to, just that we can get out and make ourselves known to those people. Uh, I know that there's a reputation because I've talked to the police chief and the mayor of Longview, and they have both said that, hey, you know what, there's a reputation that we don't really deserve uh, in relation to drugs and poverty and unemployment. Um, and so what's your feeling on that coming in from the outside, not statistics, but just the heart part of that? I have come to find that in this particular area, there is a great group of people who are willing to involve them. What we've seen here in the ministry at this church is that there is a great group of people who are willing to attach themselves to the people who have need. Mm -hmm. But as I said earlier, there is this reluctance whether they're affluent, financially stable, middle class, there is this reluctance based on the persona of what media puts out there Yes, that, that everyone is a crook. Right. And that's just not the case. Not everyone is out to run a scam or to cheat the church out of something or to, or, or to rob you. That's just not always the case. And it's just overcoming that influence, probably from my perspective, is that we have just we have done a poor job as a church in some regards in my years of ministry of overriding that mentality. Christ 
made a point of saying, the poor you will have with you always. And there's a reason that he would say something like that is to let them know that there is, this is going to be something that you're going to deal with on a regular basis. People are going to have need. Everywhere Christ went, he was followed by people who had need, whether it was healings, uh, financial, Mm. poverty, however you want to displace it or name it. He was followed by this. And he said, this will, you will have with you always. And so it's just managing that in a way that people are not turned off to it. Right. Christ made a point of making it relevant to those that followed him. This is what you're going to deal with. And so if we can find a way to help in a healthy way to show people that you can help the community and you can help that that segment of people who need that kind of help. There is a way to do that, but to do it with Christ's heart, Christ's spirit. Yeah. Christ, Christ Gotti. Let's talk a little bit about the event coming up on the 26th. And yes, sir. then I want to come back to a hope story. Okay. So what's going on on the 26th? Let's talk about who, what, when, where, why. On August 26th, what we're going to do is we're going to be having an event at the food line in Hildebrand in the parking lot. Okay. And we've gotten per- express permission from them to do that, which yeah. we were excited that they agreed to do that. Uh, so that there'll be plenty of parking and we're going to be it's just going to be a community event where we're giving things away where there will be clothing and uh, school supplies uh, there will be clothing for men women children uh, we've we've had donations come in from other uh, businesses in the Hickory area yeah. that have given us brand new shoes for children just little small children e- infant children up to what size i'm trying to think up to two years old yeah. so i mean just 100 180 pair I believe. wow that's it's amazing just, um, but they're still in the box and that's the thing is that all the things that we're giving away are not just hand-me-downs so sure. there'll be things that uh, you know we're going to have some usage on it but there will be some brand new things as well also we're going to be giving away free meals that day 300 300 uh, chicken meals that day we're having a group that comes out on site and they're going to be cooking on site and that from grilling, 11. For, grilling for god is that what correct it is? yes correct yeah and so they'll be we'll be giving those meals away between 11 and one o'clock and anyone that comes they'll be fed and they'll be loved on we are i'm a big uh, proponent of on the spot prayer often people will ask you if you're out in public especially if you're a pastor they'll say oh pastor will you help me pray or will you pray and i'll say let's do it right here yeah right i think too often we get a little lackadaisical and when we ask will well you especially in a pastor position they put you they in think that, they my put, prayers are going to make a something. bigger effect right because you've got the title but god wants to hear from them that's right and so let's let's do it together amen in concert and believing two amen. or more uh so that we can uh, see you grow in this experience as well this event that you have coming up on the 26th at food lion and hildebrand uh, starting at eight in the morning, food at eleven, giveaways all day. Yes, uh, it's whosoever. Yes, absolutely. Okay. There is no restraint. There is no restrictions. Whoever comes will come, and that's who we want to serve. It's for the community. It's called Community Day for a reason. And um, I happen to know 
because little birdie told me you have like 75 volunteers uh, at fresh fire church we've never had an issue about people participating or being involved this idea of the hands and feet of jesus and sometimes people want to be the hands and feet of jesus but just as long as i can wear gloves or i don't get my hands dirty wow right wow. isn't that wow, true doc. Wow. And so uh, what I would like to do. I didn't like know that do, you would go there, but you were going I, there. What I want to do is to give people hope, those people who sit in that chair and go, I do want to help, but I, I kind of uh, feel a little whatever about getting my hands dirty and how do I walk through that. But the hope part of, I'm wondering if you know some stories of some volunteers I'm always looking for. So where's Jesus in all this? Where's Jesus? Tell me about Jesus. So if I'm a volunteer in your world and maybe not necessarily for the 26 but some events in the past where you've seen volunteers lives changed because they did this service work can you can you draw on a story maybe where you've seen jesus in in all of that mix what we have found in the ministry that we've been able to do in reaching out to the community is that their hope is restored in attaching themselves to kingdom work and not just church work yeah there's a difference. Okay. Talk about that. Well, the difference is is that some people come in and think that they just because they're involved with a, a hot dog day or you know it's a potluck or just attendance that they're doing church work. But kingdom work goes outside the four walls. Yeah. The four walls of this facility were, you know, they're just here to contain us for a moment of worship and unity and like-minded like like-mindedness so that we can come together and recharge and be ready to be effective for the community that we go out and touch, whether it's our, our jobs uh, you, you, that we go to on, on a normal basis or whether it's our acquaintances or even our families, that we can be effective in our homes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can find ourselves understanding that kingdom work goes so much further outside and not just within the four walls of this facility, um, I think that we will be much more effective in winning winning hearts and souls to the kingdom yeah. because kingdom encompasses so much. I think even for myself early, after 30-something years of ministry, in my early years of ministry, I thought it was involved in an organization or I thought that it was just involved in the group that I was attached to and not realizing Christendom is so much bigger yeah. Christendom is so much more yeah. than just the four walls of the facility you're in. And so as these people have come in and they have begun to be involved in things that we do outside of the church or the philosophies that the Lord has laid on my heart about ministry, whether it's the membership conversation that we have sure. or um, our attachment to schools in this area, yeah. backpack ministries, and supplies and supplying those backpack ministries and things like that. They are being encouraged and restored into seeing a broader spectrum of kingdom work than just what's involved in the house. And that's been the encouraging thing for me is that when people will come back and they'll say, we did not realize that there was so much need outside or that I could I could be a part of something that is not just with the group that I sit with on Sunday. Yeah. If um, if we if we limit ourselves based on just where we sit on a Sunday morning and who we sit with, then the word limit really becomes so much bigger in our life. Yeah. So 
all caps and bold. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We we're missing we're missing the opportunity to grow and to go if we're not willing to attach ourselves to community work. Well, just recently, we just had um, uh, some families that within the last year that have joined us. The biggest thing was for them was was that we were doing some activities and they were starting to get involved and they were using some of their God-given talents and gifts to be involved. And um, they told me in a private conversation, they pulled me to the side after an event and they said, we didn't realize that we could feel so good doing this. That in the past, they felt like they were just going through the motions. It was laborious to them. That it was, this was what they were asked to do. And they did it because that they thought they had to do it in their Christendom or whether it was in their church obligation. Right. And they didn't understand the joy. And isn't isn't that a beautiful thing to think about? That when the Bible talks about joy unspeakable or joy that the world doesn't give to you, but only Christ can give to you. It begins to take on a new a new uh, perspective for, for someone who's actually, these were people that were involved in church for years and didn't have joy in doing ministry. I think in all of this, is, is, as we uh, do in our ministry, is um, trying to activate the the quote unquote the people who are actually in the Bible and studying and 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 really committed to to him and then going that one step further of going, okay, well there's more to this for you. Yeah. With joy. Have you found yourself um, in your particular ministry and what you're doing uh, through the station and things like that? Have you found that uh, people are in that same that same I hate to say prison, but do you confine confinement? Yeah, I, yeah, I would it's, say. It's, Have you found that you've chains, been running into jail? That? I mean, well, however you want to term it, but yeah, there's there's a there's a uh, a definite barrier, mm-hmm. a barrier to joy, as you've described it in a different way. But um, and we see it, we see, um, and, and and also to help people jump, make that jump, as you say, that they're sitting in the pews. They come every Sunday. They come on Wednesday. They and we do uh, services. We have a breakfast. They come and serve and all that. But they but they're not experiencing the joy, and so we're we we, we see the same thing. And it's and what we yeah. say is come and pray, just like you said. Drop everything. Pray now. Come and pray with us and watch how. Jesus multiplies. Watch how he honors all of that with that joy and that peace and the things the Bible talks about beyond understanding. Early on, well, just in in the years that I've been in ministry, just looking back, I limited myself based on structure and not allowing the spirit to flow or allowing myself to get caught in that flow. I thought that the righteousness that I had to have was so wrapped up within the organization. It was wrapped up within the hierarchy that was over me, and I had to have acceptance from them. But what I've been finding over the last 11 years of ministry here and what the new work that God's doing in us and through us and for us is that the flow that I'm in now is now in servant, in serving, in servanthood. And that there's, I guess I see now more today what I, than what I saw 30 years ago, is blessed are the meek, 
has so much more validity to me now mm. because in meekness there's serving. I can't talk about or teach humility, but I can show you mm. because that's what Jesus did with us. Mm. He showed the disciples. And we had a foot washing. Yeah. We had new people who never experienced that, never done it. And so just qualifying it and talking them through it before we did it and explaining to them why we were going to have this experience, um, I can I can tell you not one person did not participate. To allow ourselves to get to that place where in one moment with one person, their foot in your hand, it gives you better perspective about being in the presence of hundreds of people in a parking lot. Yes. Okay, now the perspective has changed. I can, If I can hold one person's foot in my hand and pray for them earnestly in one moment, how much more if I can put myself in that, huge, that meek moment and put myself in a servant moment, how much more beautiful will it be that I'm standing in a parking lot with someone I've never met who has two kids, no food, no income, no no hope. They're struggling. Single parent, or maybe maybe there are two parents. Maybe there's health issues involved. Maybe there's family issues involved. I I don't know, but how much more beautiful to take that person's moment and share with them and just pray with them in that moment as well. There there has to be in this walk. There has to be this element. And Jesus knew that, or he would have never taken off his outer cloak. He never would have taken that towel on. He never would have knelt at the feet of the disciples and said, if I don't do this, how can I say I can't do that? Wouldn't the pinnacle of this walk be that we get past the idea or the thought or the process that I need this and just say, I want this. this. Paul saw originally at his conversion he disappears for a while and he begins to relate the scriptures to the person of Christ and then he takes all that time to come back as Paul and then walk through Asia Minor and he didn't say we need this he's he's he wants to make this happen he wants to establish this so if we if we do it on a personal scale Yes, we need it, but when do we get to the place in our walk that we say, I want this. I want to help people. I want to be there for others. I want to be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears of Christ. I want to be this person that Christ is changing me into and, and that He is he, he's purposing me to be. Wasn't that what he did with the disciple? Because... We're talking about a band of people who abandoned him at the cross, all of a sudden turning into these people that wanted, wanted to walk that walk to the point they were martyrs. That's right. There's a big difference there. Uh, so I like the word need, but I well, think in the walk there. of the believer, I think there has to be some want. And those are things that I've experienced here at the churches with our volunteers that you were at. If we go back to your original question, just to what we're seeing with these people. Right. 
I don't need to do this for my, I don't need to do this to be accepted or to fall into the chasm of works. I want to do this because it's what Christ did. So we want your want to come and want to be with us <laughs> on the 26th in uh, Hildebrand yeah. uh, at the Food Lion starting yeah. at 8 in the morning. You can come and I'm sure volunteers will be happy to be new volunteers of the day of. But if you just want to come and join us or even just pray with us, if you're not in need and you want to, we want you there. And it's coming yeah. up on the 26th. Absolutely. Yeah, no, there's no question we would we would welcome anybody. That is. Thank you for for. Doing what you do and doing the event on the 26th. No, we're, we're thrilled and honored. Thank you so much.